0: My name is Nick. I'm Nicholas. If you don't know me, I'm one of the leaders here. Um, and it's my pleasure to uh, bring the next in our new series to you this morning. We started a new series last week. Nigel started a new series called DNA. Um, and really, this new series is about what defines us as a body, you know, what marks us out. I think Nigel may have said this that as you, if you Cut us in half. What do you find? You know, what's the essence of who we are as a people? Um, I think Nigel may also have said that some of it is reality, so we see some of it already. But some of it is, as Christians, as we do, we declare and we call out by faith, and we believe that this is who we are meant to be, and hence who we will, who will we, we will become. And so the, yeah, so this is who we want to be. So some of the stuff that I'll be sharing this morning, very technical term stuff, uh, is is things that you will say, I recognize that, I recognize it in him, I recognize it in her, I recognize it in the body at at large, but some of it, it's stuff that we need to press into uh, as a body. Examples of the topics that we'll be covering are a loving people, uh, a kingdom people, an authentic people. So come on word there is people, a diverse people. Um, Nigel, last week, uh, Nigel's topic was a God-shaped people. And I, I wasn't here, but I know it was fantastic. Um, and my topic today is a passionate people. So a passionate people. And so I just, I wonder, mm, passionate people, I wonder why. Um, but, but, you know, passion is a word that's used often these days. You know, passionate, and people are passionate about all sorts of things. And uh, I've seen CVs, and people on their CVs uh, must be passionate, you know, about something or the other. And I I just thought, for just for two minutes, bear with me. I just wanted to start with a bit of a giggle. Uh, We're going to just play a video, just someone's take on passionate, and then I'll come and talk about us. Okay? Cool. Thanks. Oh, to the oh. You may have noticed that these podcasts are generously sponsored, well, self-interestedly sponsored, well, at any rate, sponsored by a brand of men's grooming products, who have decided, one. for reasons best known to themselves, that their range would profit by being associated yep. with a series of three-minute rants from a man for whom grooming <laughs> Not this one. David Mitchell was talking about passionate. <laughs> well... Ah, well... Um, This is not what I wanted to share with you. (laughs) Well, let's put it it's not and it's not Phil. It's my fault. Whatever. I took a link and I sent it and clearly it's gone somewhere else. Very good. Well I'll tell you some of the stuff he he shared. He shared about, you know, basically went through a list of companies who were talking about their mission statements or were advertising their mission statements. So you had the uh, Inland Revenue or the tax, no, no, uh, Moody's tax advisors were passionate about tax optimization. (laughs) He had SCS were passionate about SOFAs yeah? He had uh, Fulham Council were passionate about customer service, etc. But, I mean, he says it much funnier. But I, I saw this, and it just made me laugh at the kinds of things that people are passionate about, yeah? Or people say that they are passionate about. How can you be passionate about a sofa? But anyway, um, I, I, I will, I think in the East, we, we need to pull that one, perhaps. Um, okay. So let's rewind. Hello, hi, I'm Nick. <laughs> Okay, so lots of people talk about passion, right? Lots of people use the word passionate. So I thought, let's get a definition of passion. Yeah, Let's see what do we mean by passionate. Let's go to the dictionary, um, the font of all knowledge, as it were, and um, get some definitions of passionate. So passionate, Webster says, it's capable of intense feeling or affected by intense feeling. Or expressing intense feeling. So, like you have a passionate performance or a passionate coach, for example. Um, Other definitions say it's having strong feelings or beliefs, showing strong feelings or beliefs, or caused by strong feelings or beliefs. So, some synonyms linked with passion are the words intense, impassioned, Ardent, fervent, zealous, vehement, fiery, feverish, emotional, heartfelt, eager, excited, animated, spirited, vigorous, strong, energetic, messianic, fanatical, frenzied, wild, fierce, consuming, violent, tumultuous, flaming, raging. Kind of intense, right? Very keen on, very enthusiastic about. Addicted to, devoted to, infatuated with, mad about, crazy about, hooked on, nuts about, naughty about. Big word, right? Passionate. We use examples of sports all the time, you know, and Colin stands up here and he talks about, you know, Swindon and, you know, for, for Swindon, uh, town football club supporters don't feel dissed, but, um, Technical word there. You see passion, don't you? <laughs> you see passion, right? You see people get really excited. You see people shout. You see people jump. When there's a goal, everybody jumps. and Everybody's super excited. You see, they're passionate about football. I'm not... Same thing about Swindon Town Football Club, but, you know, generally football, <laughs> Ian, <laughs> football supporters are passionate about football, right? Sports supporters are passionate about their, their heroes, their champions. So what does it mean? We see what, that's what passionate looks like. Yeah, we get what passionate looks like. So what does it mean to be a passionate people in our context, in our DNA? Passion is strong. Passion is strong emotion. It's visible. It's evident. Um, I'll give you an example. Yesterday morning, I don't know if this is passion or not, but I, I woke up and uh, had a really busy week, and, and I was thinking, oh, I've got this preach to do and stuff, and, and I just woke up in the morning, and I felt God just spoke to me, because there was a kind of like a, a, a powerful light shining in my bedroom and the curtains are not that thin but there was a and I don't know if you saw the sun yesterday morning there was a power there was a fairiness and I opened it and I and, and got said, that's like passion it shines through you see it it comes through it's evident you can't hide it you can't cover it up and we want to be a community who hunger for God's spirit we want to be a community that takes risks. We want to be a community that pursues creativity. So, this morning I'm just going to cover through what makes us passionate, what are we passionate about, um, but very importantly, actually, how do we stay passionate? What keeps us passionate? And already this morning, we've, we've seen actually where our passion comes from, and where our passion should come from. Um, love and because he came and started to preach the essence of my message, really. <laughs> but then he told me I need to be careful out here because, you know, um, people need sunglasses. <laughs> I thought it was my trousers, but apparently it's my head. How to make friends and influence people, Ant. But we, what makes us passionate? What makes us passionate is the spirit of God. It's the spirit of life. It's the spirit of love. It's the spirit of truth. It's the spirit of power. It's the spirit of light. And when light starts shining forth, glory bursts forth. And that's what makes us passionate. And Ant said that the spirit came and raised Jesus from the dead, where the spirit of life is and the spirit of God is, a dead body will rise. And so when we're in church and people bring a testimony, we should rise with excitement that our God is awesome and is moving amongst us. Isn't that pretty? Ah, so good. When the spirit came, Jesus' body had to rise. It's like being plugged into electricity. There is power. And we have that spirit, church, within us. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at work within our body, giving life to our mortal body. So how can we be anything but passionate about him who saved us? Who filled us with power and with strength. That's where our passion comes from. Passion doesn't come from tickly things like a nice red sofa. Should have seen a nice sofa, though, but you know. And so just going to talk a bit about what we're passionate about. And uh, if we go to Matthew chapter, chapter 22, what are we passionate about? So we are a passionate people. And this were the uh, I think what the Sadducees or the Pharisees? I think it were the Sadducees. They were sad, you see. I think it was the, the Sadducees that um, went to Jesus and tried to test him and said, Teacher, sad as they were, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. What's Jesus saying there? With all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Sounds like passion to me, right? Sounds awfully passionate. So we want to be passionate in our demonstration of our love for God and our love towards one another. Somebody say amen? amen. Better. Good. Yes. Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind everything. There is no holding back. There is no shrinking back. There is no stepping back. It's everything. And what was really good about that short clip that we didn't see was at the point where I cut it off, he said, oh, is it like the passion of Jesus? In his final hours, and as he went to the cross for us, Is it you know, he didn't diss that one. Sorry, I should stop using the word this, right? It didn't um, uh, make fun or poke fun at that one, as it did with the description and the evidence of passion. Because you can't, can you? So you will see, you will see this in evidence already, but increasingly that Gateway, a church of God, are passionate about the Lord our God. And how do we see that? It's demonstrated in our worship of him. It's demonstrated in our getting excited by things he's doing. It's uh, demonstrated by our commitment to what he calls us to. About our love for one another. About stepping across the room. It's demonstrated when Robert says, well, I've, I've got some Boldness, and I want to call it out and pray for Nigel. So we're passionate about our love for God and love for one another. We're also passionate about the use of God's gifting in us and our calling in him. Increasingly, uh, you know, we strongly believe as leaders that where God is taking us and what God is doing with us requires a plethora of gifts in operation. So, teachers teach, prophets prophesy, pastors, pastor, encouragers, encourage, teachers teach, leaders lead. Evangelists evangelize. Helpers help. I think that was also shared this morning, coming out that actually there is a power within us and it's for one another. There's a gift within each Christian, there is a spiritual gift. There is a purpose for each of us in the kingdom. And in the days, weeks, months, years to come, increasingly we will see that demonstrated in the body. This is a good place to say. Amen. Sorry? Amen. Sorry? Amen. Again? Amen. Say it like you mean it, like you believe it. Amen. Amen so be it. Faith calls those things that were not as though they were. And we call it forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1. I am, this, is, uh, this was, the background is, Paul was writing to Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor, yep, Ephesian church. Paul set up the church, you know, and this was the second letter. This was, um, Paul was incarcerated at this time. This was just before he died. So he writes to Timothy. Now, Timothy is, uh, according to his personality, is meant to be a timid, or he is a timid, or he was a timid person, according to his personality. And so this is what Paul is saying to Timothy. I am reminded of your sincere faith. Okay, so here is Paul. He's reminded of Timothy's sincere faith. He has seen Timothy's sincere faith. There has been a demonstration of Timothy's sincere faith. With me? Which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am now persuaded lives in you also. It's very evident, very clear. And so Paul then goes on to say this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power and love and self-discipline. Now, Timothy's gifting was to teach as a teacher and a preacher. and And this was a call to fire it up. Fire up the gifting. Use it. And I think that's God's call in this next season for us. To be passionate about what God has called us to. What he has gifted us with. And to express that in the context of his body, the church. And so we are passionate about that. We are passionate about giftings being expressed and used to the glory of God. The one who giveth the gift. And actually... It, this is not about, well, I'm a kind of timid, shy kind of person, you know, I'm not up front, I don't like to be up there. Actually, this is Paul calling out that actually the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is not a spirit of timidity or of or fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so, Timothy is able to stand up in the strength of the Spirit, like Peter was able to stand up in the strength of the Spirit, and 3,000 people were saved. And they said, ah, Isn't this not, is this not Peter? But actually, they recognized that what? He had been with Jesus. And so, as a people, it's not about your personality. And actually, it's not about jumping and shouting necessarily, although. When you switch on electricity, there is sound, there is light, there is movement. Something happens. But it's also in action. It's things that are done. People doing unusual things. We want to see a church that is, that people do unusual things, prompted and pushed by the Spirit of God. And people said, ridiculous giving. Ridiculous serving. Let it be heard that somebody sold his house and brought the, 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 the proceeds to the church as an offering to God, not to man or to what man would build, but to what God is doing. Sorry, I wonder why they said I should preach on this topic, Fanning into flame, yeah, starts with a small spark. There's a small spark. There's a gift. There's a deposit. There's a calling. Paul said, "Fan into flame." That's an active word. It, m- it means effort. And this isn't about works. We're not talking about works for salvation. No, no. We're talking about taking the gift that we have in us and applying it, fanning it into flame, making it the the. Shine the brightest that it can to the glory of God. Verse 14 of that same First Timothy goes on to say, Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So we are a church who wants to see a hunger for the Holy Spirit. Everything I'm talking about, all the stuff I'm saying, how are we passionate is by His Spirit. How do we guard what God has entrusted to us, Is gifting, what is placed in our hands, whether it's finances or it's the ability to uh, play the drums or the ability to sing or the ability to minister or, or, or the ability to make a lot of money for the kingdom or the ability to pray for healing for somebody and they're healed. The Holy Spirit is key. But then what about life? The challenge is how do we remain passionate? And it's challenging day to day, yeah? With so many things, work, family, friends, seeking our attention, our passions. And Jesus foretold this quickly, Matthew 24 verse 10 to twelve. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. So I, st- I started by saying we're passionate about the love for God and for one another. But th- in the end times, Jesus is foretelling that actually all the wickedness around will make our love run cold. So, folks, guard yourself. Gateway's DNA, and I, and I declare this, I proclaim this. Our DNA, I'm going to give you two statements about the Ephesian church. I'm going to share two pieces of scripture about the Ephesian church. And that, obviously, Paul spoke into it with to God's Timothy. And our testimony is one of those. In Ephesians, in terms of our DNA, in Ephesians 1, verse 15 to 16. For this reason... This was a letter from Timothy to the Ephesian church. Ever since, not Timothy, sorry, Paul. Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. So there was a demonstration in that church. Faith in the Lord Jesus and a love for all God's people. That brought thanksgiving. I have not stopped giving thanks. Not stopped giving thanks. Remembering you in my prayers. That's the letter that Paul wrote, right? What did the Lord say in Revelation chapter 2, verse 2 to 5? To the church in Ephesus, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. So there's a lot going on here, right? They're doing stuff great. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not. And have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Big tick. And then he goes, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. So God is calling us to remember our first loves. I remember when I first became a Christian. I was so excited. I was so filled. I believed I could do anything. I was going to go anywhere. Have I... Remain like that consistently? No. But this is where the Holy Spirit brings us back to that place. We come back to the place of our first love. And what the Lord is calling out here is to remember our passion for him and for each other. Our love for God and for each other. Interestingly, it wasn't all bad with that uh, report card, uh, because of the practices of the Nicolaitans. Now, there are no relations of mine, I mean, um, <laughs> Nicolaitans. They, they were Christians, and there are two schools of thought that they came from a, 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 a group of Christians, uh, from Nicholas, that was one of the, um, those who served in the book of Acts, the deacons, or a Nicolau, someone else, wherever they came from. Essentially, they'd taken the grace of God as a license for sin. And lasciviousness. Did I say that correctly? And this judge still had that actually they were doing lots of works, good things, and they hated, hated this practice of sin, blatant practice of sin, but the passion for God, the, the love of God was missing. So how do we, very quickly, how do we remain a passionate people, given the context of all that's going on in the world around us? Well, remember our first love. Remember. Remember Jesus. Yeah? And how, how every time, I love what, you know, people did this morning during the worship, where, you know, Helen came out and said the words of that song, and Moti came out and honed in on the words of the song. Because as we worship, as we sing, let's recognize, actually, Those words mean something. They remind us of the passion of Jesus for us, of the gift that was given to us in him. We should never, ever, ever lose sight of the price paid. I can imagine if you... I'll stop talking about sofas. Let's move on from sofas. So the first thing is to remember. The second thing is to recognize that actually, brothers and sisters, it's already in our DNA. It's who we are. We have His Spirit within us. The Spirit that gives life. The Spirit that gives power. The Spirit that gives strength. The Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We have His Spirit within us. So we are a Passionate people already. The, so, we remember, lest we forget. We recognize within ourselves and we build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Treasure, value, give time to, times of worship, Prayer, reading your Bible, times of intimacy with the Lord. Not because it's a law, because it isn't, but because that's where relationship is built. That's where a fire is lit. Can you imagine, I wouldn't have a pretty good relationship with my wife, and and I praise God, I think we have a, I always bring her into every preach, I don't know why. If we didn't talk to each other, if we didn't make time to talk to each other and to spend time together. That's where passion comes from, intimacy. Relationship with one another. Prioritize the meeting together. Prioritize, I think you talked about small groups last week. Things that we do together as a body, prayer meeting a time of coming together in his name, with his presence there. Relationship with one another. And then finally, actually... Um, that scripture I read in Revelations, there's one more thing. If, if, you're, if you find, if you're in a place where you feel like your love has run cold. You've forgotten your first love. The burden of the world, job, sickness, kids, parents, church. All sorts of things have drawn you away from Him. You can repent. Repent. Repent means to just turn around and come back to Him and say, Lord, come and fill me again. Come and fire me up again for you. Come and light a spark again. And come and help me fan it into flame. So, if you're here and actually thinking, where am I with my first love? That's a call for you. In a minute, the band is going to come back out. You're going to have a time to respond. And come unto him. And ask him to fill you again. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, then this is a call to you to come and experience a love so incredible and so indescribable and so amazing And so passionate that it can't do anything but draw passionate worship from you. Come and be filled with His Spirit. And the third thing is, if you are here and actually you recognize that you have a gift, but the use of your gift is running cold. There's an invitation for you to come and ask again for the help of the Holy Spirit. Like Paul said, God's that gift in you through the help of the Holy Spirit. So, can I invite the band back up? Increasingly, folks, brothers and sisters, please stand. Increasingly, by his grace and by his spirit, we will be a body that are on fire for him. Amen. We will be a body that demonstrates love for one another. And where people are walking and thriving and demonstrating the gift that God has placed within them for building up of the body, for building up this body of God together and the body of Christ at large. Amen.